So welcome everybody to this ProSavartner podcast, uh, exploring the world of shared services, GBS and transformation. My name is Paul Morrison. I'm Managing Director at ProSavartner. And today I'm really delighted to be able to welcome Andrea Schaffler uh, to our session. Uh, Andrea is Head of Shared Services at Equons UK. Um, Equons provides business support services, low carbon energy solutions, facilities management, and many other things to many business customer community um, clients and customers. Um, so really warm welcome, Andrea. Thank you for finding time in your busy schedule. Of course, it's a pleasure to be here with you, Paul. Great stuff. And uh, in our session today, we're gonna to talk about shared services as it appears to, to you, Andrea, and, and, and Equans. And we're just gonna run through a few few quick fire questions. Okay. And I think the first one really is just to get a sense of where is Equan's uh, UK and its shared services journey? What's the story so far? Yeah, so the story so far, um, uh, gosh, where are we? We're kind of, um, we're not immature, but I don't think we're at the most mature level of shared services. Um, our shared services journey started in 2014. Um, and that was based on coming together of, of some companies that had merged together at the time we were a part of Engie. Um, and so we've been in existence for nine years now, which, which is hard to believe. We're a multifunction organization and have been since the beginning. And it includes um, hire to retire, um, payroll, we've got record to report, procure to pay, O to C, um, as well as um, we support about 60 of our external contracts with an FM help desk. And we also have the IT service desk for the entire UK um, population. So we do a lot of interesting activities, um, not all necessarily mm -hmm. finance related, which a lot of shared services shared services are. So um, a great team based up here in Newcastle. Uh, absolutely. So it's, it's really interesting. So you've, you've broken very much beyond that, that finance focus, which many shared services don't, don't, don't actually do. Yeah. And that's, that's quite a big, big fun functional scope there. And um, what's, what's the strategy then? Is it to maximize the scope of uh, the activities that are in that uh, that center, what's the what's the plan? I mean, clearly we want to maximize what we're doing for the company. And we want to actually look at how we allow the business to get on with the business, generating mm -hmm. revenues and, and sales for, for us, um, allowing us to take on activities that don't have as much value add to the external customer in the main. Um, mm -hmm. And so by allowing our, our, our business to focus on what matters most to them, we can just help them be successful, which frankly is what shared services is all about in many instances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's what we want to continue to do. We want to continue to look at our model um, and to have another visit of our operating model to see what more could we do or could we do something differently and in a better way. And how do you, how do you tell, how do you know when, when the service, when the operations of the shared service center are on target? What's the value that you deliver? What's the value that really means a lot to your, to your clients and customers? I think that, you know, what is so valuable to our customers is um, not having to worry about getting mm -hmm. 
activities managed and taken care of for them. So, you know, thinking about something that sounds really simple, like accounts payable, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't have to worry about making 30,000 payments a month. Um, Mm -hmm. We can take care of that for them. And it's, it's crucial to their success. So if their suppliers aren't paid, they're not getting to do their business. Um, And you can look at the same for everything that we do. Um, And that value of paying our employees, the value of collecting cash and applying Mm -hmm. it properly. It sounds all very simple, but it it really allows us to manage this across so many different legal entities with a single organization, as opposed to every legal entity doing Mm -hmm. their own thing. And, Mm -hmm. and, And that's where really the value is and being able to provide that consolidated reporting and information to our executives in the business. So Andrea, how, how did you bring about this? So Andrea, how, how did you manage to bring all these different functions together and shared services? Was it a big bang or tell me, tell me about that? Yeah, so, so interestingly, um, uh, I joined in 2020 during the first lockdown. So I wasn't here when it came together, but yes, it was pretty much a big bang. And it was through mergers and acquisitions process that we brought on board a company that had their own shared services. I think there was a bit of shared services already happening within NG at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, they literally moved people across the road from one business to another. Yeah. Um, and we pulled it all together. So um it, it was the intent that absolutely shared services was the way to make this happen, um, to be mm-hmm. successful with this through that merger and acquisition uh, and working with everyone. So that's what it was all about. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned there, there's, there's other other shared services in the wider corporate family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how, how does that uh, work at the moment? Do you, do you share best practice or is it more sort of arm's length because you're in very different geographies? Yeah. Um, I don't know that, well, I guess geography may have a little bit to do with it, but in in reality, we're on different finance systems. We use two different, uh, we, three different ERPs at the moment. We just had another, we were just acquired recently by another company, Bleeg. Um, however, historically, there's been another, another business of ours um, on a different ERP. So I think the company has had some concerns and challenges. How do you actually have a single shared services work with multiple um, ERP systems, different ways of working? And so from my background, I know that it's possible, but I think that we're in a position now that we're really starting to look at what are the synergies? What are the best practices? Um, This has really come to the forefront with our recent, uh, the fact that we were acquired by Bouygge and coming and working together. So between Mm -hmm. Week and Equans, we're looking at best practices from two different organizations, but now we're also including in the third organization that has traditionally been a part of Equans on a different ERP. Mm-hmm. So um, definite best practice, definite um, how we can use the same tools, but build them slightly differently. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the, the teams are working really well together and understand that huge benefit of, of more ideas and like minds coming together can just make us stronger. Yeah. So that's, that's happening now. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's great. I mean, it, it seems like the smart way to smart way to work. And there's, there's so much to be done in, in mm. shared services. If you can share the load and work smart, that's, that's going to be the way. Yeah. Um, it's, it strikes me. You, you've got a, a moving target though, as well. Like, like many organizations, there's, uh, you know the acquisitions you were talking about, for mm-hmm. example. Uh, you know, how, 
how do you do that? Or is that just a, a part of the, the job that you've got to expect these big big changes and, mm. and get on with it? Or is it, uh, what, do you, what do you think? Well, I think shared services is all about change and transformation, whether it's mm -hmm. internal and what you work on yourselves without a lot of mergers and acquisitions. But I think it's that flexibility and the agility to work through and with new companies and new processes yeah. and new people really makes a difference. And um, I think that, you know, it's hard, but I think, you know, we excel and we do a, a pretty decent job at it. Um, yeah. So it's, it's got to be a core competence then you're saying if, if you can't do that, then uh, as a shared service, then you're in trouble. Yeah. Then, then, yeah. Maybe you're in trouble and almost why bother? Otherwise it, it gets yeah. pretty boring. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we, as I said earlier, we don't have individually the most exciting activities going on. But when you start taking on different projects, it gives people a reason for being. It gives people excitement. It gives people something to consider what it is they want to do next, mm -hmm. how they can make a positive impact yeah. um, more than, you know, paying a supplier or paying an employee or yeah. collecting cash. And it, it, it drives people for excitement. In their that's really, it's really interesting. I think that's a, you know, maybe we touch on that a little more about the, the, the people dimension and, um, you mentioned COVID as, as yeah. well. So it's been a turbulent few years. Yeah. How, how does it seem to you from the, on the, you know, on the bridge when you think about the, the challenge of, of attracting, retaining, you know, great, great people so yeah. central, you know, what's, what's your thoughts on, on that space? I, I'm very honest. It's hard. It's, it's yeah. not easy. And um, one, I think we have a really great organization, a great Equans itself is a great, company. Our shared services is really phenomenal. I think we spend a lot of time thinking about our employees, supporting our employees, not just within shared services, but across Equans as a whole. And, you know, um, being very open, we're not the best payers in the world. Um, but I think what we we offer such opportunity for people to see new things, to grow, to get more tools on their tool belt for what they're doing. It's just not routine and the same over and over. And I would say pretty much for everyone, I think every day is a new day. There's mm -hmm. always some kind of challenge. And that really helps drive the great people that you want in your organization yeah. and those that like change and like moving around. And, you know, like all companies, we have had attrition over the last three years. Um, mm. it's, been, it's been a tough time, but everyone that's joined our organization has really been all about change and being willing to be agile and flexible with what they do, how they do it, and when they do it. And so that mm. makes a real big difference. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's uh, a, a dynamic picture. And maybe connected to that, you were talking earlier on about the challenge of the central challenge of shared services was hmm. needing to make it simpler for your yeah. your customers. Yeah. You know, how, how, how do you do that? How do you uh, keep oversight of the detail, manage risk, uh, make, make sure quality is on target? How do you how do you govern this this very complicated work? Yeah, it's it, you know you say make it simpler. Our our vision is to make life easier. So that's what we yeah. say. How do we make life easier for people and you know, not everything we do is simple, mm -hmm. um, but we do try to make it easier for, for people by us taking it and accepting some of the burden. Um, so we, we look at the various tools that we're using. 
we try to see how, you know, if we can make our lives easier within shared services, that transcends. So you, you think about that with customer service. You th if you've got a great employee experience, hopefully your customers have a good experience as well. So by giving our, our people tools and new ways of working, that can really help make a difference. And so, um, you know, we've, we're a little bit behind probably, but we've just implement, implemented our first RPA tool um, in our IT service desk area, which has been, you know, fantastic. And everybody's absolutely thrilled with that. Um, we're working with a new external partner, um, Zellex, looking helping us through our accounts payable area. Mm -hmm. So just having these tools that make our lives easier, we know that everything we're doing is going to then in turn help our internal customers. And in some cases, looking at Zellex, thinking about our suppliers and them having an easier time as well working with us. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think it's looking, you know, we don't have the most current ERP system and it's something that we're looking at now. Um, and, and that can be frustrating. But it, when you can get those bolt-ons and other tools to really help, that really um, drives change and, um, and, and some simplification for people. Okay. Okay. So uh, digital change is, is the number one lever then for for moving towards that simpler future, do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, digital levers are really important. I mean, um, you know, I'd love to say, yeah, I'm just going to continue to add staff and add staff and add staff, and uh, but but that's just not the way of the world. So it is going digital makes a really big difference. Uh, streamlining our processes with that digital world makes a really big difference. And that then drives, of course, that simplification and, and it's easier than on our, on our customers. If we can digitize, make it simpler for them, streamline their process. Um, and knowing that what they put through, what comes out the other side, it meets the quality that they need. Um, mm. And all of us who are in the shared services world know we hear about it when quality is not quite there. Um, yeah. You know, we're, we're the first to hear when there's an issue or concern on quality. Uh, by that, you mean an issue in the in the in the service or in the in the in the technology? Sorry. So, so in the service, yeah. so, you know, but I would go, I'd go so far as to say with the technology as well. So if something's not working in the technology, mm. we hear about that as, as well. So we, we like to think that everything we're building is terrific. Last year, we implemented um, a new starters, levers and amendment right. process for HR in our hire to retire team. And we had a very, very short window that we could do this with an external provider. It was built from scratch. Um, and we thought we had gotten it all. But, you know, over time and as people are using the tool, we're getting input from our internal customers saying yeah. it would be great if we could have X, Y and Z. And so we take that on board and then we look at what we can do to make that improvement for them. So it's it's that bit of quality that we hear about. Yeah. What could change? What could we do yeah. to help make their lives easier yeah. um, and improve their, their quality as well? And where does process fit in this picture we talked about uh, people and, and technology there yeah. um how do you how do you approach process at equans shared services um, gosh you know i guess actually if, it, if everything was like completely blue sky you'd want to step back and go what mm. is that right process for us and do we have the right tools i think because we've been in business in shared services for a while we're looking at our tools and how does that 
affect our process. So we might be a little bit backwards with that in, in an extent, mm -hmm. but when we think about putting in a new tool or looking at digital, we do, we do say, how does that impact our process? What do we want to do differently? Mm -hmm. um, how can we shorten timeframes, timelines? How can we be more succinct with our work? How can we ensure quality is there? So I think we have to look at process hand in hand with digitization um, mm -hmm. and we have to be agile about it. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's almost a chicken and the egg for me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I ask the difficult questions. <laughs> but, uh, so I'm not making it very, very easy for you. And I, I completely see that with, with all the organizations we, we, we work with. It's difficult to, uh, or it would be wrong to say that there's a simple single dimension that, that drives things. But uh, yeah. so it's interesting to hear your, hear your, your, your take on that. Yeah. Interesting just to jump back for a second to, uh, we talked about employee experience and customer experience there. Yeah. Uh, I'm just interested in your view to what extent, you know, how far can you take that or do you take that at Equans as you know, some organizations will talk about journey mapping and thinking about the different personas and some may invest in uh, special uh, platforms, portals in this space. Is customer experience like that something that you are actively investing in or is it more of a mindset that's more important for, for shared services? Yeah, so I think for us, um, investment is challenging. So um, for us, it's, I, I, you know, going all the way back to the bidding and thinking about having happy employees helps have a happy customer, mm -hmm. um, having that good employee experience. So, you know, I'm really fortunate because I have an employee experience manager who's on my team. Um, and so we're able to really focus on on the employee experience. We um, since COVID, we have not done any kind of official customer um, mm -hmm. satisfaction type survey. We do that very um, in in specific ways within our IT service desk and with our FM help desk. But for the rest of the business and the service we provide just based on the volume of work and the activity going on across the, the company as a whole, we had been asked to hold back on doing that kind of a survey just mm -hmm. because of the level of effort and time. Um, we, mm. so, so that's, that's been a, a little bit of a struggle, but I, I do really subscribe to the fact that if our employees enjoy what they're doing, if they've got, you know, the basic tools that they need, if they've got a great environment to be in, um, all of that shines through when we're working with our customers. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, we, we, we just don't have the, the benefit of particular tools or software um, to really help us look at that. So we find the best way we can um, and, and how we support. And, you know, we, we do, you know, I, I don't want to come across that we don't do anything. I mean, we have, sure. we do have meetings with our customers. We do get the voice of the customer. It's just not in an official way, in an official format. Yeah. So we're able to take that um, conversation that we have and turn that into action items as we see yeah. fit. It's a very pragmatic uh, ethos. And that, I think that makes sense, I, I guess, in, in many conversations around shared services there are buzzwords there are boxes that 
maybe appear to be ticked or need to be uh, seem like they're being ticked and mm. without a lot of reality behind it. But uh, no, it sounds like a, a very pragmatic approach. So uh, stepping back from uh, many of these uh, choices, these prioritizations, the trade-offs uh, that that you've got as you as you run a shared service operation like this, you know, what are some of the what's the secret source behind this, or maybe the the the, the secret source that is not uh, uh, we've not touched on so far that you think is really key to success in this space? Could you pick out yeah. something there? Yeah. So secret sauce. I mean, for me, it's it's all about the people. So we can have yeah. all the digitization that we want. We can have all the processes that we want. We can have all, you know, all the systems, but we still need people. And without mm -hmm. having people that you've hired for the right attitude, the willingness to share and to be a part of a team, the um, willingness to do the right thing and knowing that people are dependent upon you and knowing that mm -hmm. without this team, I always say, you know, the company would collapse. So, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we are the secret sauce, right? It yeah. is all of, you know, all of my 175 staff, everybody makes up a bit of that secret sauce because it's all yeah. of us coming together, that diversity of thought, the way we support our customers, internal and external, really makes the huge difference. Yeah, yeah. that's a great, that's a great answer. I have to, I have to ask um, in passing this way, um, around you know, the secret source, people, the role of technology. There's a lot of talk about disruptive technology and AI and mm. uh, generative AI, etc. Do you have a view on the significance of that in the next few years, or you know, how, how do you digest a, a buzzword like AI? Well, I struggle. Yeah. I'll be okay. really honest. I mean, <laughs> I, you know. Um, I just don't know where it's all going to go, quite frankly. Yeah. And I haven't, yeah. you know, I haven't, I still think that people are really important. And yeah. I still think that, you know, we can put in all of these tools. And what I think these tools allow us to do is to grow our business without necessarily having to add resources to mm -hmm. take on more activity and more work. Yeah. I don't think these tools remove the human side of the component of shared services at all. Um, yeah. But I do think it allows for greater expansion. It allows us to think new ways of, of doing things perhaps and having yeah. more advanced tools, making people more excited about being at work and seeing the future possibilities. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, um, I like the idea of being more automated and mm -hmm. having other tools kind of think for us and help remove errors and to improve um, to improve certain functionalities and to improve um, quality. But you mm -hmm. know, how do you measure quality from a machine? Honestly, big, it's like there's no human side to it. Yeah, it's a big question. We'll need another podcast for that. Uh, yeah. no, I, 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 I like your answer. I think that's that's right, and I, I think the the fundamental focus on people is is key and uh, I think it's it's honest and realistic to say it's difficult to exactly gauge the impact I don't think well anyone knows exactly the full extent of, of things but uh, all the use cases we see around 
augmentation and using uh, generative AI, for example, to 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 make your talents expertise go further, I think is uh, is absolutely you know where we definitely see a lot of yeah. a lot of evidence for that. So let's uh, let's keep our eyes peeled. And I think um, uh, really we've uh, pretty much run out of uh, our our time slot here. So I'm going to say. Thank you very much, Andrea. It's been really, really good to run through the, the Equan story. And um, uh, I've really enjoyed that um, uh, messaging, that focus around uh, people, around experience, around the, the, the organizing mission you have of making it simpler for your customers is really sort of uh, powerful, powerful stuff. So thank you for that. Thank you for your time. And uh, yeah, see you soon. Yeah, thank you. And uh, thank you to our, our listeners. Um, if you've enjoyed the, uh, the, the session just now, um, we've got many others on our site. We've got a number of uh, real and virtual events coming up in the, in the next uh, months as well. So please do visit our website and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Thank you.